This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, February 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Concerns raised over publicly shared data, differing messages on glyphosate, and groundwater plans posted for review. Growers concerned over easy access to waterboard data. State and regional water boards have been switching to a platform called GeoTracker to maintain vast water monitoring databases. Farmers are now worried the Central Coast Board, the biggest user, is providing easy access to information that could be used against the farmers. Anyone in the world has access to this, said Abby Tabor Silva. She's vice president of policy for the Grower Shipper Association of Central California during a board meeting Friday. The database contains maps showing property boundaries, wells, and discharge areas. It also lists landowners, along with names and contact information, regardless of whether the business is also a residence. That information has long been available, but only through public record requests. The issue has repercussions for a new agriculture order the board will be considering, along with other regulatory programs as they grow to become statewide. Next, staff say it's an issue for state policy to solve. But the board has, quote, been down that road before. And that's not a small thing, a board member Michael Johnson said. The board plans to revisit the issue in later meetings. State Water Board is taking comments on new wetlands protections. Last year, the State Water Board updated and broadened its policies on wetlands in part to resist federal deregulations. With the board's policy changes set to take effect in May, staff have been drafting implementation guidance and will host workshops throughout the state to gather feedback. The policies cover a new definition of wetlands, including what counts as waters of the state and procedures for dredge and fill activities. As lengthy negotiations, the board approved exemptions for rice and temporary holding ditches. Remember, Laurel Firestone of the State Water Board affirmed Friday that the protections from the waters of the U.S. rule will continue under state law, despite the EPA replacing it with a new navigable waters protection rule. On that note, Firestone also said the state board is also working on toxicity, composting, and winery orders this year. DWR posts groundwater plans for public comment. The Department of Water Resources has posted 12 of the sustainability plans submitted for the most critically overdrafted groundwater basins following the regulatory deadline last week. The remaining seven will be posted within 20 days. DWR has opened up a 75-day public comment period for those plans. Remember, the plans are hundreds of pages each and detail how the basin will balance its groundwater pumping by 2040. DWR has up to two years to review the documents, but those agencies are already beginning to implement the policies. The plans will also evolve over the coming two decades, adapting with new technologies and policies. Keep in mind, groundwater accounts for up to 60% of the state's water use during dry years. For about a third of Californians, it's the only water supply. To achieve its climate goals, California must pull carbon from the atmosphere. A new report by researchers at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory 
calls for redoubling emission reduction efforts and investing more than $8 billion per year in carbon capture infrastructure for California to reach its carbon neutrality by 2045. One of the many aggressive recommendations within the report include converting agriculture waste to fuels and storing the carbon released from that waste. The biomass includes almond hulls and shells, residues from orchards and vineyards and rice hulls. Based on CDFA's carbon modeling, the report also recommends practices to restore soil health like planting cover crops, composting and reducing tillage. This reduces emissions and improves carbon uptake. Mixed messages on glyphosate. When EPA announced that it was reaffirming the safety of glyphosate herbicide, the agency described its findings with two different phrases. In one format, the agency said the widely used weed killer, quote, is not a carcinogen. Now, in another format, the agency said the product is, quote, not likely to be carcinogenic. So which is it? The first descriptor was contained in an announcement from EPA's Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention about its interim registration review decision for the chemical, the active ingredient, in the herbicide roundup. That description, quote, not a carcinogen, quickly made its way to headlines and news stories. But the actual language in the decision itself is more nuanced, saying glyphosate is, quote, not likely to be carcinogenic, which is in line with the agency's cancer classifications. There is no category for not carcinogenic. Asked why there were two different descriptions, an EPA spokesperson said the glyphosate interim decision uses the cancer classification descriptors, which in the case of glyphosate is not likely to be a carcinogen. This means that there is a robust set of available data for deciding that there is no basis for cancer concerns. In another view, Jennifer Sass, a scientist with the Natural Resources Defense Council, said, we just don't understand the carcinogenicity well enough to unequivocally conclude a substance is not a carcinogen. Also in the document, EPA says it's still working on a response to a petition filed by the Environmental Working Group and several organic food companies to lower glyphosate tolerance in oats from 30 parts per million to one-tenth part per million and to explicitly prohibit the use of glyphosate as a pre-harvest desiccant. EPA expects to have a response later this year. Now, on the mediation front, another Roundup trial has been delayed, this one in California, so mediation discussions between Bayer and plaintiff's attorneys can continue. A different trial, the first scheduled for the state of Missouri, was delayed late last month for the same reason. Now, here's a programming note. Don't miss this week's AgriPulse open mic interview. It's with Heath Tarbert the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, which recently advanced new position limit rules designed to benefit agricultural traders. Here's today's He Said It. My confidence was boosted when I saw you walk up in boots. That's a big deal out in farm country. That American Farm Bureau Federation Dale Moore at a White House event Friday referring to Jim Carroll, director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, February 3rd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.